0: Good morning, and welcome to Life on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amy Debrick, and I'm thrilled you're with me today. Last week, we finished up our series on education with my good friend, Nicole Finley. And this week, we're gonna shift gears a bit and talk about all things related to insecurities. I think most women would agree at some point in life, we are all faced with feeling insecure. And what may have begun in adolescence for one reason or another can sometimes carry into adulthood. And I feel like when we hang on to those insecurities, we give them the power over certain aspects of our lives, even if we don't immediately recognize it. Insecurities are revealed in so many different ways depending on the person, whether it's socially, physically, or even mentally. And I think it's important to remember, especially as I get older, that someone's actions, choices, or even reactions most likely have a deeper meaning behind them. And something that isn't always going to be visible to the person in front of them. I've yet to meet a woman that has never faced an insecurity, but if you're that woman listening today, kudos to you. But I do think it's more important to have the support of people around you that not only can help you identify your insecurity, but also to overcome them. Food, image, and eating, I feel like, are some of the biggest forces where we begin to feel insecure and create false assumptions that our value and worth are equated in the way we look and feel. Counting calories, macros, dieting, and fasting I know are all legitimate practices because I've tried many of them, but I feel like what if there was something even better? Something that required none of that, but just a different way we approach food. And I also think that sometimes it's really hard to make a change until we really come to a crossroads in our life. That's why I'm so excited to have you listen to this next interview. Erin Todd is my next guest, and she talks about her crossroads with her eating issues. And I think this isn't such an important topic to share, and that's why I'm I'm glad for you to listen and hear her wisdom and what she has to say and what really changed her life and the way she approached food. So I hope you enjoy this interview. She has some wonderful resources, and I always look forward to your comments and feedback in the end. Enjoy. This morning on Life on Purpose podcast, we're talking with Erin Todd. Erin is a blogger, a podcaster, and has the website Ginger in Progress, where you can find her and her wonderful resources all about healthy perspectives on eating and food. So welcome, Erin. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, you know, this month we're gonna be talking about all things related to insecurities. And I know that the mission you have is all about healthy, healthy approach to eating. Um, I know you talk about eating disorders. And so when we get started, you know, control, obviously relating to anxiety is a big issue. And so when did you, or, you know, where did your relationship with food become more of a control issue? Like at what point in your
1: life did you recognize that? Well, I didn't recognize it until recently, but it had been a control issue for the better part of two decades of my life. So I would say I definitely identify with being kind of like a control freak and a recovering perfectionist. Is kind of how I jokingly <laughs> refer to it. Um, but that was my coping mechanism for feeling insecure in my physical appearance. I I would control my food and my exercise and it attempt to control my body, didn't always work, and uh, in an attempt to gain security and self-worth out of my physical appearance, which of course (laughs) is setting yourself up for failure. Right, right. Well, you talk about intuitive eating, so can you explain a little bit what that is? Sure. Um, Intuitive eating is basically the opposite of dieting. Um, it is releasing all of the food rules and learning to listen to your body. It is a uh, scientifically based and like nutritional model. It's not inherently faith based, but the way that the Lord brought it into my life and what was going on in my spiritual development at that time, I just couldn't help but notice how the 10 principles of intuitive eating just really aligned with scripture. And um, for me, embracing uh, my body as God made it and releasing control had a lot to do with um, letting my security rest in my identity in Christ instead of in my physical appearance. So that releasing control and kind of accepting what is is very much a part of intuitive eating. And it was part of my faith walk at the time and they just lined up so well and um, I've been walking on this intuitive eating path for almost three years it'll be three years in August Um, wow that's great yeah so it's I mean it's food freedom it's peace and freedom and surrender uh, letting go of diets and I, I call it following Jesus not diets
0: yeah well and I think that you know Women, especially, I don't want to rule out any men, but find a, some worth and value in their outward appearance, um, or, or they are at least seeking it, or they're thinking that's where it's coming from. And so, when you are having a, you know, maybe not your best season all the way around, you're taking that more to an internal level at times. And so, I love that you kind of point that out that, you know, that's not where your value is at all. And I know on your, when I was looking at your podcast, you have on there, the three lies. So can you talk a little bit about what the three lies are that, you know, most people
1: believe? Oh my goodness. There's so many lies. I can't believe I limited it to three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have three on there and they stood out to me, but
0: yeah, I mean, even if you just name a few that, you know, a listener, maybe that might be
1: struggling with this can attach themselves to and say, yeah, that's totally me. Sure. Yeah. So a couple of just like fundamental misconceptions that you probably have if you've ever dieted before, is that your weight equals your health. And intuitive eating and the health at every size science that uh, kind of under uh, underlies that model disproves that. And if you've ever, um, if you've ever experienced like yo-yo dieting, you know, that you're going to gain back whatever you lose. So in the long run, weight loss is actually very harmful to your body. It's biologically ineffective. Uh, It doesn't work scientifically, and it definitely doesn't work biblically because you are putting so much focus on food. And if you're actually dieting in the way that you know diet culture or like hashtag clean eating or any of those uh, things that you're probably coming to mind when I'm describing dieting. If you're doing it that way, the way diet culture wants you to do it, it's idolatry. Mm. Yeah, and it's putting your security in your your body and putting your putting moral value into your food choices. Those things do not belong there. God did not put those things there. So for me, it was kind of, um, really hard to accept that weight and health are not the same thing because that's what we are conditioned to believe in, uh, in this society. And I had to really do some learning and reading and kind of, um, understanding it. I'm definitely kind of, kind of a nerd <laughs> in my dieting days. I was, you know, I could spout macros and nutritional stats. So I was like, I kind of needed to understand it. Um, and, um. do do the homework to prove it to myself to be like, okay, I do actually understand this now. And I would invite anybody who is like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Go check out um, intuitive eating. It's a book and health at every size. It's also a book and kind of just really challenge that fundamental lie that is so present in this culture that weight is health. Like there is a way to pursue health. That is weight neutral. That has nothing to do with the scale, and um, that's really what the the Lord has shown me with the food of eating.
0: And that's so freeing to be able to say that, and especially when you drag the scale into it, (laughs) you know, because that's the real you know that's the thing that ever that I think is the hang up for most women is when you drag that scale out and the numbers aren't reading across how you want them to can really be such a trigger for some people and I think it's also important that you had pointed out that you know it's you need to be paying attention to where you're putting your your time attention and focus so it doesn't become an idol Absolutely. um you know your not just your weight but along with your weight is your you know outward appearance and and what value that holds in your life. And so keeping all of that in perspective um, begins, it sounds like with this intuitive eating, just a
1: healthy balance overall. Yeah, intuitive eating really is just eating. It's like eating as you ate as a child, before all these food rules and diet culture messages about the thin ideal and what women are supposed to look like and be. Um, Before that poisoned your mind, you knew how to eat. Think about if you have children, think about how your kid approaches food. They eat when they're hungry. They're over it and on to the next thing when they're full. They're not thinking about food in between meals usually. And um, sometimes they don't want to eat things they don't like. And so they won't. So (laughs) all of those natural instincts of listening to your body, honoring your hunger, your fullness cues, respect. Respecting your palate and what you like and what you don't like, and not um, not being a slave essentially to these external rules, and rather letting the uh, the drive come from within, from internal cues and internal guidance from Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great.
0: Now, was there a person or practice that helped you, um, you know, with these? this uh, control issue with your food? Like how did you, like, was there a turning point or a, like I said, a person or somebody that said, you know, listen, Aaron, you know, I don't, I see you and I, I feel like you're not doing, approaching this healthy, or was it just something that you came across on your own, just in how you were living and you weren't satisfied with that?
1: Well, the person that Brought this to my attention was Jesus. (laughs) I had a spiritual awakening um, two Augusts ago where I was just at a breaking point. I had done um, a very intense, like doctor supervised medical cleanse to heal like a gut issue that I was having. And I just felt the Lord whispering to me that last month of that cleanse, like this is the last diet you're ever going to do. This is Mm -hmm. like, this is the end. Of dieting for you, and I didn't know what that meant, and I was kind of—I'd uh, stumbled upon intuitive eating at that time, um, and then kind of right as I was done with the the cleanse, I had—I had this day where I was just wrestling with this, basically not wanting to surrender dieting, wanting to continue and try and seize control over my health and my body. And I just had like an aha moment that the Lord put it on my heart that, hey, the way you're doing this, your heart posture in this, your focus and obsession and control issues, this is an idol. And I was so uh, grateful <laughs> that it was framed in that way. And it wasn't it wasn't a choice for me because I got called out and I had to repent it and surrender it immediately. I didn't know what I was going to do, but then it was like, oh, that's why I've been learning intuitive eating this Times. So I right. kind of just, it was so, it was so God led. It was just such, <laughs> such a beautiful thing orchestrated by Him the whole way. And I, so I immediately just took that leap of faith and jumped into intuitive eating and have not looked back to diets since. And um, just been kind of walking that out and figuring it out as I go um, and discovering as I go even more how much it really aligns with uh, the word.
0: Well, I love that. And I also love the fact that you, you know, you were called out, but you were also obedient. So, you know, a lot of times we're called out, but we still resist. (laughs) And the fact that you didn't and you just kind of embraced it, not knowing how that was gonna look for you. And like you said, it's a a new journey and you kind of figuring it out as you go, but you were willing to do that. And so I think along with being called out, Um, having a willing spirit also helps and, um, in wanting to be obedient and knowing that it's for my own good, he's doing this for my own good. And so, um, whatever he says has worthy to it and, and value. So I think that that's wonderful. I I love that. Um, of all the people that could call you out, he would be the best one. (laughs) So I think that that's great.
1: I'm, now, I'm glad it was him because if it had been anybody else, I probably wouldn't have listened to
0: <laughs> Well, and and I think that there's something really true and telling about that. And that was kind of my, you know, my moment of surrender came with anxiety as a whole in general, but if it hadn't come from him, I had already in that. And, and actually that was my truth. I had already had other people tell me that my anxiety wasn't healthy and, you know, to try this and to try that. And, and 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 again it, it wasn't like even when I was obedient to him and surrendered that it was a one and done. I mean, it's still something that is you daily have to be paying attention to. He was the be tell It didn't really apparently nobody else's voice held enough weight. I needed to hear it or found the value in it. so now, what advice would you offer um other women with similar you know eating struggles to kind of You know, not just live life with purpose instead of fear, approaching um how they perceive food to be, or even I want to say healthy or unhealthy, but you had the ability, like you said, he was the voice for you. How would you encourage them to maybe discern the right voice for them?
1: I think the beginning process for that would to be just start getting curious in your mind and start opening your heart and really praying through it and asking God to reveal to you, what is in my heart about my appearance? What do I really believe weight is? Why is this an issue for me? Show me the heart issue because there's always a heart issue underneath it. Right. All of the grasping for control around um, weight and diet and everything with that is a very superficial level like you've got something below that and you have to dig and it's scary and um, it, it's it's inner work work it's it's thought work, it's heart work and you need the help of the Lord to do that. so that's that's where you start. you don't need to do anything different with food. you need to uh, ask him to search your heart. Mm. yeah and when you know what's at the root of that, then you can begin to um, To grow because it, you are just gonna be <laughs> treading water on the top. <laughs> if you're not right. addressing right. what's underneath it, it becomes way too easy to, um, to backslide or to forget or to wander off. I mean, we're, we're humans, we are all prone to wander, but if you can understand what your motivation is and what those insecurities are at the root of things, um, God can heal that for you, and you can actually grow as a person. In addition to growing healthier, which are the same thing—they're <laughs> not. I didn't mean to make those sound like they were two different things. I definitely believe our spiritual growth and our spiritual health and our physical health are very much uh, intertwined. Yeah,
0: my friend Jen Roland, she talks about that as well. She um, does a lot with fitness and health, and she says the same thing. You know, it's um. Her mission is fit fueled focus, but everything kind of ties into each other. You know, you can't almost have one in a healthy balance without having the other two line up. And I think that you're right in saying that because it, it kind of goes across the board. You know, the weight thing in general is, you know, there's so many things that can be rooted in that that could be the cause of why you might be approaching eating and, um, even fitness in an unhealthy manner. But I think when you can dig down and figure out what the, you know, maybe what was that change from, like you said, that childlike thinking, childlike approach to eating to, I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody has to look too far once you get to a certain age. Your image is important and everybody wants to fit in. And, you know, who are we kidding? That's normally the age when everybody, across the board has insecurities because, you know, they don't want to stand out for any, what they would consider to be a negative reason. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that that's great. I think that always starting with the beginning before you make any food change and just kind of searching within your soul and and why this is and, um, you know, where can I go from here is so important. Now, where Aaron, can people, I know on your, um, website, which I absolutely love. You do have resources for women there, but, you know, where can they connect with you further?
1: Well, I'm hoping they will be intrigued with intuitive eating and want to learn more about it. And, um, they can do that when my intuitive eating for Christian women podcast launches, which should be, should be soon. Um, And my co-host is a um, registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. So she's definitely like the pro teacher. And I'm kind of giving the lay person, I've lived this um, speaking from my story uh, experience. And we are going to teach this in podcast form, um, one principle at a time. There's 10 Mm. principles um, to learn. And um, I, I would love for your listeners to come um, check that out and learn about intuitive eating specifically from the Christian perspective and how all of this aligns so well with scripture and how it can deepen, um, deepen your walk with the Lord and your faith and grow you spiritually in addition to um, making you physically healthier and more at peace with your body.
0: Yeah, I love that. So intuitive I
1: think Eating for Christian Women is <laughs> well, the name I, of the podcast.
0: Yeah, I would love. So you said it was um intuitive eating for Christian women. That's right. Okay. Um I think that that's great. And honestly, even for women who don't necessarily have uh maybe to the extent of an eating disorder, I still think that that's a really wonderful thing. I mean, I'm going to look into that as well. I I love that approach. Uh you know, it's funny in the very beginning of this interview when you kind of talk about how that's how you know a young child approaches food when they're hungry they eat when they're when they're full they're done they don't like something they just pass on it and I think you just get there's so many things that you know in addition to just rules but you know some of those are just meal time and your and an expectation to eat it's not even necessarily amounts of food and so I think for anyone across the board um I think that that would be a wonderful resource and I look forward to when that launches and listening to that. And I I think that's a great approach of tackling uh, one principle each week. So um, no, I think that that's awesome. I think that that'll be a a really great uh, tool for women to have. So I look forward to it. Great. Thank you. I'm excited for it. Thank you so much, Erin. I really appreciate you coming on this morning and you know, sharing your vulnerabilities with everyone. I think that the more that when women are willing to, you know, put themselves out there and sometimes with uncomfortable topics and, you know, sometimes things with weight and and health and all of that can be uncomfortable to discuss. But I always think that there's the one person on the other end listening that really needs to hear your message. So again, I really appreciate your words and wisdom today. Thank you, Amy. Well, that's it for us today. Next week, we're going to continue our discussion on insecurities with my Kentucky Connection author and writer, Rachel Adams. In the meantime, don't forget to live your life on purpose. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and God bless.